What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. On my way to flow, one of the things my life has afforded me to do right now in this current phase, due to my choices, good and bad, is to take inventory of what it is that I am and making this an opportunity to define what it is that I want to be. A crossroads of sorts. And if you remember from the check-in challenge, the first episode of this month, it's also been a part of my focus this month to go inwards and ask myself exactly what it is that I want out of myself. Eliminate the outside noise, go within. And after going through a long period of dread to sprinkling in forced moments of peace where I mentally have to check out, I realized that what I want out of life, what I want to experience on a day-to-day basis, is not going to happen on accident. And sure, I may wake up on some days and have a better day than other days, but unless I truly define what aspects of my day make it a better day and what parts I don't enjoy as much, I really don't have enough clarity to make the days more in line and more days more in line with what I would like to live and what I want my life to feel like. If I wanted better days or I liked the feeling on days that I feel are better than others, whatever that feeling is, then it would be important for me to first figure out what makes that day better so I can hopefully repeat it more often. It sounds like a simple concept, but how many of you listening are this deliberate with the daily experience you have? Chances are, like me, you live on accident. You live accidentally and let the whim of the day or the things tugging at your attention at work or at life determine what kind of day you have. And... Of course, just by the sheer probability of it, you have some lighter days where the workload is lower and your expectations are less demanding. And then you have the opposite where everything is due and stressful and unpleasant. And when I describe that, it literally sounds like my entire life to me. And Sadhguru says, when you live accidentally, anxiety is normal. And how could it not be? Instead of riding the waves, you're letting the waves ride you. You ever heard that expression, the tail wagging the dog, instead of the dog wagging the tail? I've literally only used this in the context of business where one of our clients gets too big and controls the entire business and the inventory and whatever comes in. They have a demand on it more than other people. But in this context, you are the dog and the entire existence of life is you. And the day or the subsequent activity that that day entails and holds is your tail that should be following you, should be behind you and being wagged at your will. But instead, for most of us, our days rule us. The tail wags us, has control over us, the life form that we are, instead of us having deliberate control over it. It becomes bigger than us, has more force than we do. 
And again, it's only because you are not doing the job that an awakened conscious life form is supposed to do, which is to take responsibility for your extremities. And if you are not the boss of your body and the actions it takes, the momentum your body has built up will decide the action and boss you instead. And I'd be willing to bet that most of us, most of the people you know, live unconsciously this way. And what I'm realizing is this is the work we are meant to do as humans. It isn't the job you're doing that you get a salary for or the family you're supporting. Although all of that is supposed to fit in your idea of what an, a well-executed ex day in life looks like. But our main work, our main job, is to make sure our entire life with all those things fitting inside of it, which is made up of day by day, is not happening on accident. That is our main job, to make sure our life is not happening on accident. And our life is actually contributing to some larger purpose that is being spent to accrue on some larger account. Or else our scattered efforts and our scattered bricks don't ever lay the foundation we hope to accidentally build and land on for ourselves because we still have the hopes there but it won't happen on accident and again that means your experience is also scattered how you feel is also unpredictable and scattered meaning the better days are far and few between or at random and just speaking from this experiential standpoint I can't imagine how living like that inspires any consistent, predictable joy to awaken every day. That you can even be given a chance then from that consistent joy to have the kind of life that you have the possibility of having for yourself. You need that consistent joy. And it won't happen accidentally. Consistency does not happen accidentally. And so what am I saying exactly? The times I've enjoyed my life the most are times that I had an idea of what it meant to live. And I had a clear idea on how to live and what I was living for. Those are the times in my life that I've enjoyed my life more because I've had that clear idea on what it is that I need to do to then have that kind of life I want to live. And it gives me a better chance of having that life. And in those better times, the common theme has been that I was deliberate with how I spent my time. And many times, that was just something as simple as opening up Google Calendar and literally blocking out time for everything that I expect from myself in a day, that I would like to see in a day. I even scheduled shower times and times off and eating time and time for entertainment while eating and all the different things that you can imagine that fit in between scheduled work blocks. And again, the times I've enjoyed my life the most was when I did the work first to figure out what my ideal day would look like and then to simply show up on a daily basis and to live according to that plan. Because I determined what ideal was for me. 
And just the planning of your life in this way is extremely rewarding. And there's no such thing as a perfect schedule or routine, even though people like to advertise this is how your morning routine should be. The rewarding part wasn't creating some unrealistic, perfect plan for myself that I could never execute and just beat myself up about not being able to reach. The rewarding part in the planning was asking myself, truly, like I like myself, like I'm a friend of me, and asking myself direct questions on, hey, what would I actually like to do? And then figuring out a healthy balance between enjoyment and time off and work blocks. And not approaching it with any imposition on how a day should be. And instead, trying to figure out what the day would be and would include for me to actually enjoy it. And thankfully, a lot of my enjoyment comes from accomplishing things and learning stuff. So for me personally, it doesn't have to be heavily weighted on entertainment. It might be for you, and that's fine. But just having a plan like that allowed me the comfort of feeling like I'm in the right place at the right time at all times. So when I was working, I was working. And I didn't feel the distracting, urgent thoughts of something else left unattended. And I had clear systems for capturing those important and urgent thoughts and scheduled them in later work blocks. And also that meant when I'm relaxing, I don't have to feel any guilt that I'm not producing at that time. So it meant relaxation was true relaxation. Now, to be quite honest, there's been very few phases in my life that I've been able to stick to such a plan for myself. Mainly being thrown off and faltered by a late wake-up time one day or something else in life happening. And in combination with my flawed all-or-nothing mindset, and when thrown off, I found it hard to execute the rest of the day to the plan because of this all-or-nothing mindset or to return as easily back to the plan without beating myself up for a while, which in itself is its own derailment. But what I'm realizing out loud with you guys as a check-in period of what I think my life is missing, this current time, this opportunity, and to take this opportunity to get clear about that, what screams at me from the inside is this exact missing element that I'm not as deliberate with my days and to get clear on what a better day is, a good day for me looks like and to try and live more of those days if possible. I heard Alex Ramosi say something along the lines of that he tries not to do anything that is not sustainable, something that he can't do for the rest of his life. So instead of having periodic unsustainable diets or activities, he just sticks to what is fundamentally sound and can repeat forever. And although I think life has seasons and maybe he even had to do some unsustainable things for stretches of time to achieve the level of success that he has now to even get to this place, still, the principle of this thought process is sound. Even if you pin down 80% of your day and leave 20% up to the flexibility of where it may pull you, 80% locked down to things that you can repeat forever. You would have 80% chance of having more good days than bad, or at least more deliberate days than days and a life lived on accident. And how much more excited would you be to jump out of bed every morning if you knew for sure 
that you are going to enjoy 80% of your day and execute it accordingly to exactly what you've decided and designed to live deliberately? How much would you love your life if it was being lived to your idea of it? So with the peace and quiet that I hope you have tried to experience this month with me, while we were trying to check in with ourselves and limit the outside noise, as we bring this month to a close, my encouragement to you would be to join me in treating our life like the masterpiece it can be, and it is, and has the opportunity of being. And to use each day as a deliberate brushstroke to add to this canvas of life. And for that, you need an idea of what it is that you are painting. That's what sets the greatest artists from the beginning of when you first learn to draw, when you have to copy and have the exact image of what it is that you're copying right in front of you. What separates the greatest artists are the ones that can hold that image in their mind. You need some vision in your mind's eye that guides your daily brushstrokes. And only from that envisioned picture of you, image of you, of your life, and all that makes it up, can you have the clarity and then the peace and comfort to know that your daily actions, daily brushstrokes, are in line with, are in the border of, and adding towards the layers and the depth of what sculpts and shapes your being. So hoping that this month of listening to your inner self was giving you some clarity on what that vision of your life looks like. Hopefully it got that image to be a little bit more vivid and stronger in your mind's eye. And a vivid imagined image of what it is that you want to create for yourself that excites you and drives you to see it come to life is already more than half of what it takes to be a great artist. If you have that part in your mind's eye clearly seen, the day, activities within it, the brushstrokes, all have a true north, a clear direction to be taken. The art of living is giving yourself with each breath you take, with your able mind and body, the best possible chance to touch, taste, feel, and ultimately live and experience the real-life manifestation of what was once just in your imagination. That is what it means to live like an artist, to have your life be a work of art. You can be a masterpiece. You just have to accept your role as an artist and paint deliberately. Love you, family. Stay true. See you in the next show.